0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the No Contest Podcast. We're gonna be going over UFC 276. It's probably one of the best cards of the year. We have a stack card from the top to the bottom, especially with early prelims, the preliminary card, and then obviously the main card. Overall, just a great night of fights coming up, and we're just gonna to here to break them down. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Starting off, we got um, Uriah Hall versus Andre Munoz. Uh, this is gonna be a really good fight. You know, uh, Andre Muniz is you know is an up and coming fighter. Uh, he's kind of on the older side of 32-33, but he has a really great ground game, and a lot of people think he could challenge Izzy if they ever fought one day. And he's facing, an, obviously, a veteran, hall, a hall knockout artist who's been on a, kind of a skid recently, you know, dropping uh, his last fight to uh, Strong Strickland. So uh, we're excited to see him back in the cage as well.
1: Yeah, I'm looking here through his past fights. Uh, he has beat Ray Souza in 2021 last year. That was probably Jacare's last fight, I think. Before yeah, he Jacare it, was on a
0: freaking losing
1: streak. And he submitted Jacare, which is yes. impressive. Yes. And then after that, he submitted Eric Anders. So he's definitely got some slick ground game. Oh, uh, he's sure. gonna be a big threat to Uriah Hall if the fight goes to the ground. We, we all know Uriah Hall's probably gonna have the advantage on the feet, you know, being such a lethal uh, kickboxer. But um, Uriah Hall, you know, 37 now. He's one of those guys who early on we thought, you know, could be one of the more dangerous guys. Uh, But as we've seen his career play out, he just hasn't quite hit that level of yeah, that elite, to. eliteness or, you know, really serious danger. Having lost to Sean Strickland. Before that, that fluke, you know, went against Wyvern where His leg broke. Before that, he beat Silva. And let me see... Beat Antonio
0: Carlos Junior and beat and Bavon David and Lewis. So he was on a you know nice little win streak four in a row. And then he just couldn't put anything together against John Strickland, who's obviously fighting the card as well. But um, you know Uriah Hall, like you said, is one of those fighters that um never really realized his uh true potential. Like he never really lived up to his uh. name. You know, on the Ultimate Fighter, everyone thought like, wow, this guy is gonna, you know, he's gonna be the next big thing because if you don't know that Ultimate Fighter was obviously um a beautiful KO one of the greatest KOs we've ever seen in the Octagon, but um. Overall, he just said never really live to the hype. You know, he always would drop win a few, drop some, lose three in a row, then win four in a row. Then he obviously lost Sean Strickland. So, I mean, this I think this is, you know, building up Andre's name. You know, trying to get that win over a veteran like Uriah Hall. I did it with Sean Strickland. So, uh, I mean, we're just going to do some, you know, basic early predictions. I'm going to go with Andre. I think he's going to take it to the ground immediately and, and submit Uriah Hall. I think Uriah has basically no chance on the ground. This guy, Andre Munoz, hasn't lost in over like six years last lost in 2016 I think he's up and coming and he's gonna make some noise in this division
1: yeah I agree with you I think uh, he's gonna have a big advantage on the ground and once he goes down it's over I got a second round submission okay. so um, submission, I'm going with submission too yeah. okay moving on then we got the fight that's kicking off the prelims Brad Tavares versus Tricus Duplessis um, this is gonna be a, a very exciting fight both guys are you know, heavy strikers they both pack some power Yes, uh, Brad do. Tavares having more experience in the UFC, having been there for a while. He fought yes, Izzy.
0: He's fought everybody, the, the Rob Whitakers, the Izzy's, mm-hmm. I mean, every, everybody.
1: Yeah, and looking at the odds alone, uh, Brad Tavares is plus 105. Draco's Duplessis is actually minus 125. I know last week he was actually the close underdog. So a lot more is going towards this Duplessis guy who's supposed to be a really good prospect coming into the middleweight division. Um, He's got a lot of power. His last win was over... Let me see who that was. Trevin Giles. I remember his that second round KO. And then you, we know he was supposed to fight at UFC 273 back in April against Kevin Gaslam. That fell through, and now he's going to be fighting Brad Tavares.
0: Yeah, and I just want to say about Brad Tavares, man, I think this is going to be a really interesting fight for both of them. You know, Brad Tavares has taken a lot of damage in his career, but he's fought of the Husu. You know, looking back at this, uh, he fought um Joel Romero... Nate Marquette, the Rob Whitakers of the World, um, uh Israel Asanya and Mr. Bazian. You know, so he's been fighting everybody in that midweight division. So and he's on a two-fight winning streak against good opponents, Antonio Carlos Jr. and Omari Amaka Madoff. So I mean, it's gonna be an interesting one. Yeah. Sure.
1: However, I have listened to interviews with Draker's Duplessis and I just really like the guy. I think he's really confident in himself. He knows what he's got, he knows he's got power. Uh, he was a champion, you know, not, not a big-time league, but he sounds like he's definitely got you know plenty of experience under his belt, and he's not going to be just some rookie. Uh, Brad Tavares, as you said, has experience. He's fought the best of the best, but in this case, I'm going to go with a little bit of a, main not a long shot, but I'm going to go with Duplessis via second-round KO, well, TKO. Duplessis doesn't even have a wiki.
0: That's just he's a bum. You, you <laughs> looked him up, right? It says no. It says that he doesn't have a wiki yeah. yet. But um, yeah, I think I'm gonna agree with you. I think Brad Tavares has just you know been through so many like wars in his career. You know, I mean, getting knocked out. But now record. you're fighting like a hungry up and coming with yeah. power. So I mean, he he's fought like who's who in the division. I mean, he he is a good fighter though. Don't don't get us wrong. But he just you know fought so many people. You know, not been knocked out a few times. So yeah, I'm going I'm gonna go with Duplessis. Uh, probably yeah via. Uh, ko either way but i'm gonna go with plus. there's no way this fight's going to decision watch this going to go to decision now. yeah <laughs> all right moving on we got uh next up on the preliminary card is an up-and-comer ian gary versus Gabe green i mean uh this one's really exciting uh for people who don't know uh ian gary is definitely an up-and-coming fighter in the walterweight division you know everyone's paying attention to him now he reminds people a lot of Conor mcgregor obviously he-, he hails from ireland as well maybe a little too much like Conor mcgregor but who cares? He's an entertaining fighter, you know, knockout artist. And he's fighting a very hard opponent in Gabe Green. As you were telling me earlier, I didn't know who he was, but apparently he's uh, a big step up in competition for Ian Gary.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I've never heard of Gabe Green. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was listening to the Michael Bispin podcast yesterday, and he was saying how Gabe Green is no joke. This is a serious step up in competition for Ian Gary. And I'm just going to say, Ian Gary, I know he's, you know he looks talented, it looks like he's got everything you'd need in a guy who's going to be, a, you know, serious contender in the future, but he hasn't looked, you know, the most perfect. You know, Conor when he was coming up, he was starching guys, you know, left and right, uh, knocking out in the first round, second round. He was looking really creative. Ian Gary looks like he could definitely have the potential to, you know, become a big star one day. But as of right now, you know, some guys sometimes take a while to really put it together. But he had that first KO against Jordan Williams where was, he did get, you know, he got, he got hit. hit. And then against Darian Weeks, you know, who's no joke. I, I was, liked him against Darian, I think. Yeah, good. he looked good, but, again, he didn't really do anything crazy. He just kind of, like, picking him apart from the yeah. distance, kind of taking his time. He, you know, the first run was kind of close, but after that, he kind of separated himself. Now, uh, Gabe Green, on the other hand, uh, again, we don't know that much about him, but uh, everyone keeps saying Gabe Green is a serious guy. Uh, he's going to be a tough opponent. And, you know, Ian Gary's got to be careful because Gabe Green apparently has a lot of power. And if he's not careful, you know, it could be a short night and really stop that hype train.
0: Yeah, for real. Um, Ian Gary, though, look for him to use his reach and his height. Uh, he's six inches taller than Gabe Green. Gabe Green's 5'8", Ian Gary six 6'2". Very tall, and thank you for the division. 75-inch reach, 2-inch uh, reach advantage over Gabe Green. So definitely look for him to, you know, use his, his feints, his strikes against Gabe Green. But like you said, Gabe Green has power in his hands, and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this one. I mean, this whole card is stacked from top to bottom, like— there's, not There's like, a storyline behind every single fight, yeah. something to, like, pay attention to. Exactly. There, You can't just, you know, skip out one prelim like you can with other cards. But uh, moving on, you know, our prediction. I'm i going to go with uh, Ian Gary. I'm going to say, it, you know, for the hype train, you know, keep, stay on the train. I think Gabe going to be a tough test. I don't think he's going to – Gary's going to get him out of there. I think he's going to be another decision win. But um, I, I think he'll prevail – He'll separate himself later in the rounds, you know, using his reach and height advantage. For sure, the height, six inches, is very hard to overcome. Gabriel's going to fight a really good fight to get in there and knock him out. So I'm going to go with Gary.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, as of right now, we all got, we both have the same exact picks. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Ian Gary by decision. Uh, looking at the odds on DraftKings, he's only minus 165. So c-tose. that alone shows, it's you know, they're style. not overly confident in his ability, you know, to, uh, you know, be levels above Gabe Green So I mean We'll see what he's got um, Next moving on We have Jim Miller Who Old
0: heads The battle of the old Yeah heads. again
1: Who he will be fighting Donald Cerrone uh, We know Jim Miller Was supposed to be fighting um, What's his name Bobby uh, Green He was
0: supposed to be fighting Bobby Green And Donald was supposed to be fighting Joe Lazan
1: So I mean At least Donald's got Someone to fight now uh, You know as you said is the battle Of the veterans uh, battle of the old Jim heads. Miller being 38 Cowboy being 39. Goodness uh, it's I don't know. It's going to be an exciting fight just because we, it, it could be the last time we see either of them. I'm not sure if Jim Miller might have another fight in his contract or not. Well. But I, I think it's going to be an exciting fight because both guys know, hey, this is the end of the road. You know, we want to make a statement against you know, another legend face, you know, they're going to be facing on the other side. And you know Jim Miller's definitely going to have the advantage on the ground, I think. Mm-hmm. Cowboy having maybe a little bit better of the advantage on the feet you with know, his kickboxing. But um, other than that, not much else to say.
0: Yeah, uh, I actually think Jim Miller has a few more fights left in him. He's been saying that he's gonna he wants to make it to UFC three hundred, and it's not like he's on a losing streak like Cowboy. Cowboy is on a, let's see, he's on a five fight losing streak, five fight losing streak that Nico Price uh it was um, it was a, a majority draw. getting knocked down that one, but he five of these fights he's been knocked out four times. You know. So he's, he's on the later end of his career. You know, he had that nice little run a few years ago in the lightweight division where he, you know, beat Mike Perry. Then he went, destroyed Alexander Hernandez and destroyed Ally Quinza and lost to Tony. But, uh, the, the, you know, five-fight win streak. I mean, look who he's, he's fought. Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, the Conor McGregors, Anthony Pettis. And, you know, just a huge on in competition with Nico Price and Alex Moreno and getting knocked on the ladder. So, I mean, he's on a five-fight winning streak. while Jim Miller's on a two-fight winning streak and has KO'd both of those people. And Dana White has said that he, if Jim Miller is still around and you know, winning, he will put him on that UFC 300 card. Which is crazy because he's fought at UFC 100, UFC 200, and he will fight at UFC 300. Which is even saying to say out loud, UFC 300. Jeez. Wow. I mean, uh, I'm going to go with Jim Miller. I think he's just a fresher of the two. His last two fights, he's actually looked pretty decent in, knocking out both. And he only has six wins by knocking on the UFC. So two, two of those coming in the last uh, year. So I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Jim Miller. I think Down Cerrone, his chin is absolutely gone. Mm-hmm. No chin left. Um, but who knows? Maybe surprise us and beats Jim Miller.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Down Cerrone via decision. I think Cowboy, you know, he's going to give his best out there. Uh, I think he knows this is the, this could be it. It likely is it. And, it you know, Jim it. Miller is not <laughs> the biggest threat on the feet. Yes. Uh, especially being older, not as fast as he used to be. I think Cowboy will fight smart. He won't necessarily take any big risk, you know, like, you know, getting knocked out. Uh, I think he could just, you know, we'll see a little bit of vintage Cowboy, you know, try to keep his distance. Okay. Try to put some combinations together and, you know, do his thing. So I got Cowboy via decision.
0: Okay, and hopefully if Donald does lose, it is the end of that one. It's the end of that career. Because, I mean, you know, UFC Hall of Famer, though, a great a great career, one of the greatest never to win a UFC championship, same as for Jim Miller. So uh, we're just wishing both the old heads good luck. Uh, moving on, we got Brad Riddell versus Jalen Turner. Um, This is going to be a really exciting fight. I mean, if, tune into this one for sure. If you're not going to watch the prelims, please tune in this one. This one's going to go crazy for however long it does last. Both strikers, Brad Rodolph if you don't know, trains with Volkanovski and Izzy. Um, on their team And then Jalen Turner You know is up and coming has, has had a few Great wins of recent You know he's on a Let's see A 4-5 win streak Knocking out, I mean finishing All four fights uh, We have uh, He finished Jamie Malarkey via TKO. Uh, I don't know if you Remember that fight That was a really good fight So um, this is going to be An exciting one And I, I really don't know Who to pick on this one Because obviously You know Brad Riddell's on the Shorter side in the division He's only five six, And Jalen Turner Is sure. six two.
1: It's a huge difference making a fight.
0: Jalen Turner has a 77-inch reach and Bradell has a 71-inch reach. So he has a eight-inch height advantage and a six-inch reach advantage, which is gonna be very, very hard to overcome in a fight. I mean, if Jalen Turner is not dumb and you know, fights smart, this should be, I mean, not an easy, but a very doable match up for him. I mean, yeah. Six inch reach and an eight inch height. You rarely ever see them in the UFC. Like ever. He's just a freak of nature for this division at lightweight.
1: Yeah. And I really like Jalen Turner's fight because when I look at Brad Riddell's last fight against Rafael Fizia, he got fucked, he's though. seen... Well, it was a good fight. It was, a it good was fight. close. He takes a lot of
0: damage.
1: Yeah, but, you know, Rafael Fiziev is not the biggest guy. It's just more about, like, the power he generates with his kicks. And he he had a hard time, you know, kind of seeing those kicks coming. You know, when Rafael Fiziev was putting those combinations together with his fist and then, you know, throwing some kicks, he was landing them clean. And, you know, as we know, Brad Rodell got knocked out after that kick, you know, hit him right in the head. Jalen Turner is another guy who's an excellent kickboxer. He's very long, uh, very rangy. And he, has he, power. Yeah, he loves to use his you know, legs to knock guys out. So I think Brad Riddell has to be very careful. He's going to have a hard time getting close. Uh, I yeah. don't know. It, it's going to be a tough fight for Riddell. Regardless, both guys love to strike. And Brad Riddell's got a good chin, so we'll see how he does. Because he was in a little bit of a run there before the physio fight, was he not? Yes, he
0: was on a, I think, three or four fight win streak. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if anybody does crack the code, it's going to be Brad Riddell. You know, he's a great team. With uh, you know, Eugene Berman and, and Izzy and all them. So if anyone's gonna be prepared to fight Jalen Turner, you know, uh adapt to his, his reach advantage that's his high manager, it's gonna be Barradell. Um this is and also, you know, if they're trying to build up Jalen Turner, um, who's only twenty seven in this division, this is a huge step up in competition. I mean Bradell he he used to be ranked if uh he is ranked, he's fourteenth. In the lightweight division So I mean This is a big step Of my competition For Jalen Turner You know To get his name In that lightweight division Get a number next to his name And then start fighting These guys You know The the lightweight division Is popping right now Obviously last week We didn't mention it But Armistar can, uh face uh Martise Gamrot In a hu- very skilled fight So I mean Lightweight Is just popping all over uh, I'm going to go with Jalen Turner Just because of the High reach it's, I think too much For me to handle I think he's hitting a stride now he four straight Four finishes uh, I'm going to go with uh, TKO. I'll, I'll say he TK's over. I feel like the damage maybe is caught up to him, especially in his fights with uh Rafael Fiziev and Drew Dober. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Jalen Turner via we'll say second round TKO.
1: I'm also gonna go with Rahel, Rafael Fiziev. Oh no, I'm also gonna go with Jalen Turner. He's however, I think uh, I think Rodell just has a really good chin, regardless. I think he'll fight smarter uh as you said he's got a great team i don't think he's gonna want to yeah. he's gotta know he's got a big disadvantage if he's gonna be trying to you know keep his distance and strike you know yes. intelligently that's gonna be very hard to do he's gonna make it a dog fight get close a, definitely get close, the, close yeah. the distance maybe use, shoot some takedowns yeah that's true too i don't know how good he is with the yeah, takedowns yeah he took though. down
0: Rafa fifths once okay
1: but um yeah we'll see how he does i think it's gonna be turner via down decision
0: Alright, and then moving on, we got the huge fight next on the you know main card. Lauren Murphy versus Misha Tate for the championship. No, I'm just joking. That was canceled, thank the Lord. I mean, I don't know. I saw so much hate for this fight on TikTok. I don't know why. I mean, I think Misha Tate is a you know attractive woman. And you know, she used to be the champion in the Batsweight Division, was she not? She was a former champion, and this was her debut against the number two three or four ranked Murphy. So I don't know, I, I wasn't really that much against it. But anyways, that was canceled. Moving on, starting off the main card. Very exciting stuff, man. Sean O'Malley versus Pedro Munoz. This is so exciting, man. I can't, I'm can't. honestly maybe excited. This is probably the fight I'm most excited for, besides um, Folk versus Holloway. I really am looking forward to this one a lot. I want to see where Sean you know stacks up against the rest of the Bandsman division. Because if he can't beat Pedro Munoz, he's not beating anybody else. And Pedro Munoz is a huge step up in competition, obviously. He just lost to Dominic Cruz, obviously, but that's the dominator, you know, the, the go Bannaway. But uh, I'm really looking forward to this. This is just going to, you know, tell us where Sean, Sean O'Malley is in his career, you know, fight-wise.
1: Yeah. As you said, Pedro Munoz has been, you know, having a hard time as a late, having yeah. lost to Dominic Cruz and Jose Aldi for that. Those are the
0: top of the division.
1: Though. Yeah, it's, they're, they're some of the better fighters, but, you know, Pedro Munoz is only getting older. He is now 37 years old, I believe. If i'm not wrong 35 35 yes. but yeah he's he's a big step up in competition You fight a long rangey young fighter who has a lot of hype behind him oh mali is one of those guys who you know can use his range to really keep you away and muñoz had a hard time against dominic cruz you know when dominic cruz started getting the zone he was keeping that distance muñoz did not seem to know what he what to do like he just struggled closing the distance trying to hit back uh, in that first round He dropped Cruz After that it just seemed like He couldn't even find him Yeah uh, I'm not saying uh, O'Malley's necessarily Got the same movement As Cruz But he's certainly got The ability to keep his range And you know Be elusive enough to You know Pick his shots And step out From you know Danger um, However Munoz has fought The best of the best I mean fought The guard Cruz, to all those. brands, all. Jimmy Rivera as well Yeah uh, Sterling Aljamain Sterling. I'm going through his last few fights. Frankie Edgar.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, he's fought the best of the best in the division. Those are all top 10 guys. The one thing I am looking, like, at this fight, though, is we know Sean O'Malley is fragile. I mean, he is. uh, You've had multiple fights on where his legs are kicked, and they go dead, you know, in the Marlon Bear fight. And I believe in his first fight in the UFC, his leg went numb, and then he was just on the ground for a while, and that guy decided to grapple with him for no reason. But, um... I mean, and Pedro Munoz does have some of the better leg kicks in the division. I was watching the Weeds Zone. he was saying how um, if Pedro Munoz, you know, can kick those legs, we, and there might be, a, you know, a bad reaction for Sean O'Malley, especially. And if he starts finding those leg kicks, that's where he finds his range. Leg kicks, and then he'll be on the inside. And that's definitely where Sean O'Malley does not want Pedro Munoz to be is on the inside, uh, you know, right in front of his face. Because That's when it's going to be very dangerous because Pedro yeah, Munoz hits hard.
1: O'Malley's game plan is gonna be keeping his distance, picking his shots, and when he times them right, you know, taking advantage of that. While Munoz, similar to that Brad Riddell, Jalen Turner, he's you know, he's gonna be at a big disadvantage being the older guy, you know, being the shorter guy, not having quite that reach. Uh, he's gonna to have to make it a dogfight, fight, get up close, you know, make it make kicks. O'Malley force O'Malley to, you know, start swinging you know, erratically, not being leg precise. Kicks, and like you said, those leg kicks are gonna you know, could pay off take big downs. time. And, yeah. yeah, he's a black belt. So, yeah, I mean, that should be exciting to see. Um, other than that, I don't know. I got Sean O'Malley
0: via a dominant decision. I think he'll probably win three rounds. I'm going to go with the upside. I'm going to go with Pedro Munoz. I think this is a big step up in Sean O'Malley's career. Uh, I like Sean O'Malley. I think, you know, he's a fe- – I don't think he'll be champion. Uh, I, I'm just, you know, that's how I feel about him. Um, But uh, I think it's a huge step up in the competition. I would like to see him fight maybe someone a little lower. But I mean, if he beats Pedro Munoz, and man, I'll power to him. You know, he's ready for that top echelon. I just think, nah, never mind. You know what? After seeing what Pedro Munoz against Dominic Cruz, I can't take him. He that was kind of bad. So I'm, I'm gonna go with Sean O'Malley. Uh, oh, if, he if, just if, switched if, up all of a sudden. Yeah, because if if he can't, you know, get past Dominic Cruz's reach and um, his style and movement, how's he gonna beat Sean O'Malley? I mean, the only hope he, I mean, he really doesn't need to get inside. Use those leg kicks. And if he lands a good one, it could shut down Sean O'Malley's, you know, legs. He is a fragile dude. He's a lanky dude for the division. Leg kicks are always going to be a weakness of his, like Conor McGregor's, you know, weakness leg kicks. You know, gun inside, leg kicks, takedowns, but if I had to pick, I'm going to go with Sean O'Malley. be a decision, like you said. I don't think I'll knock out Pedro Munoz. If he does, it's very impressive because he's never been knocked down in his career.
1: Yeah, and he's never been knocked out? Well, knocked out. Oh, I have to say knocked down. Yeah. No, um, I didn't even know this, but Sean Malley's ranked 13th. Uh, I did not l- either. Last I checked, I thought he was still unranked. Um, but Pedro Munoz is ranked 9. Yeah, so that's He's right. actually just moved up one spot this week over Song Yadong. I don't know why. Song Yedong is fighting Corey
0: Sanheng.
1: Yeah, no, but I don't know why they yeah. decided to really switch that up. Um, maybe just to make it better for Sean O'Malley. Yeah. You know, seem like he fought he got is he's a guy who's higher fight. than 10. Because this way, he's at 9. But um, this is a big fight, you know. Sean O'Malley can get through Munoz. You know, after this, it's going to be really tough because once after this you got the top of the, the best of the best i don't like, you know, i don't really know stack how he stacks up against them because really after this there's cruz okay i probably favor him in that one maybe uh rob font i'd probably favor him didn't have a shabili i don't I vera that sanhagen one. aldo dillashaw yan aljimani that's just I, that's a uh, that's a tough i tough I, I, I really
0: want to see what muñoz if he takes him down because i want to see what Shawman i say down is because if it's awful, then I don't favor him against the Cruz. Yeah, he's been fighting all favorable yeah, matchups. You exact, know, exactly. Shorter
1: uh, strikers. Exactly. That he could take advantage
0: of. So if, if he gets taken, honestly, you know, I don't favor him against the Cruz's. Definitely not the Marabs. Yeah. You know, sure. th- definitely not the Sterlings or, or the or TJ the Dillashaw or the Henry Cejudos who are rumored to come back, you know. So if, if I just want to see, you know. I mean, um, it's going
1: to be a very, very tough time yeah. once he
0: gets past. If he does and get gets, this win, I mean. And San Hagen too, I mean. And San there's Hagen,
1: no more like, fighting down after this. Yeah.
0: So, I, I just really hope Pedro Muniz at least tests him. Because you don't want to see him get start this guy and then he fights like a Corey Sanhagen where it's just like you're jumping around. He's right. not ready for you. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but uh, we're both going by Sean O'Malley v. Decision. Next up, we got a, a really good fight, a barn burner. Brian Barberina versus Robbie Lawler, man, a legend, Robbie Lawler. This one is going to be a good fight, striking battle, no takedowns. Um, I'm looking really forward to this one. You know, Brian Barberina, his last fight was against, um, what's his name? The Mortal. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, I'm blanking out. Matt, Brown. Matt Brown. Yeah, Matt, Matt Brown. Brown. There you go. Uh, beautiful fight. Uh, he won. It was a close fight. Uh, I thought he did the more damage. Uh, Matt Brown seemed to tire out. But, man, Robbie Lawler in his last fight, he fought on other legend Nick Diaz and, you know, knocked him out. Uh, this is going to be a really good one. Uh, you know, obviously nothing like high stakes or anything. It's just one of those fights that you put on a card. fun. Yeah, fun card. Uh, I'm just going to make my prediction. I think Robbie Lawler's not over the hill. Um and this obviously is a favorable matchup for him. But I mean Brian Barbarena hits hard and, you know, has a him and he's the younger fighter. Uh Barbarena's thirty three and Robbie Lawler's forty now. And uh yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Brian Barbarena. I don't think he'll knock Robbie Lawler out. I'm gonna go with a decision. It's gonna be I think it's gonna be a really close fight. Maybe two two to two to one and you know, one of them's like, Oh the Jet is fucked up but uh yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go with Brian Barbarina via decision. Uh I, I-
1: with Like what you said, I really agree with you that I think it's going to be an absolute barn burner. I think both guys are going to be you know, putting on an absolute show for the people. Um, bar- Brian Barberina, he just loves to just throw down. He yeah. doesn't get technical at all. He just goes in like there. He, gets just to, he either tries to starch you or he wants to get starched. So you don't know what you're going to get out of him. Uh, he's just going in there to finish the job. Uh, as for Robbie Lawler, he's been in you know many wars throughout the years. I'm looking here at his record. He's been fighting since... UFC 37 back in 2002. That's just insane to think about. Um, yeah, UFC 37 was his first fight in the UFC. That's crazy. And, um, yeah, what'd you call it? So, I'm going to go with Robbie Lawler. I think he's just got a little bit more experience. He's smarter. He has got. He still has a lot of power. He looked good against Nick Diaz last time. I know Nick Diaz is not the same thing, but you know he still looked really solid in that Nick fight. Nick Diaz
0: was not the same.
1: Yeah, and um, I don't know. I think... I just favor his experience and his power. I think Bar- Barbarina is going to try to make it messy. And, it, you know, as you said, it could be close. It's like a 50-50 fight. could go either way. But I think it, just based off Robbie Lawler's experience alone, he'll know to be smart and, you know, get Barbarina coming in at him
0: probably. All right. So you're going Robbie Lawler and going with Brian Barbarina. Definitely a fight to look forward to. Next up, another fight I am super, super excited for. I mean, man, these, this is the best card of the year by far. I mean. You got Sean Strickland versus Alex Barrera. I mean, four versus unranked. When have you heard that? Four versus unranked Alex. I mean, it's a huge step-in competition, and we know what they're doing. I mean, Izzy, I mean, in the middleweight division, you got who's number one? Robert Woodkirk. Number two is Jared here, I believe. Number three is Vittori. Number four is Costa. And number five is uh, Brunson. Brunson. So, I mean, Izzy's beating everybody. So if he beats Jerkannier and Asparra wins, you already know what they're doing. They're putting that yeah. immediately because Alex Pereira is not on the young side. Alex Pereira himself is thirty four years old, um, and this is his shot. You know, if he beats Sean Strickland, he's fighting Izzy. I mean, we we're guaranteeing it on this show, on this podcast. That if he beats Izzy, I mean, if he beats Sean Strickland and Izzy beats Jerkannier, he will be fighting next for the title. One hundred percent, and this is the most favorable matchup in the top five by far. I mean, you don't want him fighting Rob Whitaker because Rob Whitaker will take him down. You definitely don't want him fighting Marvin because Marvin Torrey, Torrey would take him down. I mean, he has shown good. Takedown. You know, all guys with great chins, you're yes. not going to get yeah.
1: out of this. You have to really withstand them. And those are big time guys. Yes. So you have to fight for and you especially know, Whitaker, five rounds. Yeah.
0: And especially Rob Whitaker, who would be able to strike with him back and forth, you know? So, I mean, this is the most favorable matchup by far. Sean Strickland really doesn't, you know, go for takedowns. I mean, he can't take people down, he has. But before. he just seems
1: like he doesn't really, like,
0: uses IQ like yeah.
1: he just wants to make it messy he loves getting to brawls and you know if he was smart he'd probably mix in a takedown or something
0: I feel like I honestly feel like he will though because he was talking about how if he gets in trouble he's just gonna hump him for 15 minutes he's, <laughs> he has said that whole dog fuck him for 15 minutes and I do believe him because Sean Strickland you know they, they say I was like one of the most uh, least hit fighters in the OC. Mm-hmm. they're saying how his t- his leg kick defense is the worst ever in UFC history. I think he only mm-hmm. defends like 20% leg kicks. Oh so they're saying that's exactly who you do not want to be fighting, is Alvara with leg kicks. So, I mean, it's a f- it- this is by far the most favorite matchup for Alex. If I'm picking, I'm going to go with Alex. I really like what he did in his first fight. And against Bruno Silva. a lot of people were disappointed. I obviously was because I was betting on a KO. But, I mean, he looked good. And Bruno Silva was on like an 18 fight win streak or something, too. It- his mm-hmm. ridiculous own right? So, I mean, I think he... He's going to knock out Sean Strickland. I mean, he has to. We just don't want another decision where it's like, oh, it's close. You know, you want a knockout, and then you can build that Izzy fight so tremendous. Only thing
1: being said, though, Strickland does have a good chin. He does. It's really tough to get him out of there. But like you're saying I, he is, like, the absolutely perfect matchup. I don't even know if there might be anybody who's a better matchup in the division in general. Because yeah, you talk about guys. a guy who really doesn't use his ground game. If he has ground game, we don't know exactly how good it is. Probably not the greatest compared, especially to the other guys. Um... As you said, he does not kick. He does not have kick defense. Yeah, at all. And, you know, I know he doesn't get hit as much, but Alex Pereira is a guy who's trained his entire life for kickboxing. Uh, I don't think he's going to be surprised by anything Strickland could throw at him on the feet. I mean, all he really throws
0: is jabs. Yeah,
1: jabs, combinations, nothing really overly powerful. Doesn't really have one shot knockout power that's going to be anything scary for Pereira. I mean, Bruno Silva seemed like way bigger threat on the, you know, punching wise yeah. at least. And as uh, far as a
0: chin man, he was getting hit with some. I mean, good shots from Bruno Silva, who's a knockout artist himself, and they really had no effect on him.
1: Yeah, way. so I mean, you talk about a guy who's pretty much cut out for Pereira. That being said, Strickland's been on a run. He's twenty five and three, excellent uh record in the UFC. He's Rain been forced. fighting really well as of late. But again, Alex Pereira is a very very dangerous guy. You do not want to mess with him on the feet. So. If Strickland wants any chance at all to win, he's gonna to have to get him on the ground, hump him. grapple, hump him, uh, just get control time, and just you know, hopefully you'll let out win with these judges. You know, if you get a, like five <laughs> minutes total, you'll
0: probably win somehow. Yeah, and uh, we didn't even go over this. Aspera is a good two, three inches taller than Sean Strickland, and has a three-inch reach advantage. So That's another thing It's his favor, and especially like we were saying, man, with them leg kicks. Look for Aspera to be kicking his legs right away because he has the most powerful leg kicks in the division besides Izzy and Robert. Wader. And even then, I think he's more powerful. And yeah, and they he sound like baseball basket and hit. And his left hand is ridiculous. So I mean, if Aspera knocks out Sean Strickland, a hard guy, to knock out, what a promo they're gonna cut immediately. I'm gonna go with Aspera. Uh, I'm going to You know Just sort of Take it I'm going to say By TKO I don't know What round Or you know Via what It has to be His left hand Probably Or a kick to the head I'm going to Just go with Alex Perra TKO And this sets up Perfectly For that third fight We're all Dynasty with Izzy Man Izzy's been Talking too About it
1: Yeah And I am Also going with Perra uh, I got him Winning Via decision I just think Strickland's got a Good chin If he gets hit And like you said He's one of those Guys who just Does not get hit Very much He controls his space very well. I think Alex Perez kicks alone will help him get the win and yeah, a decision.
0: Next up we got the fight I think should have been the the, the main main event. Obviously I I love um Alex Volkanovski. we got Alexander Volkanovski, the Great versus Max Blessed Holloway on um, the trilogy. This is the one to end it finally. Um I mean just jump right into it. Volk won the first fight Convincingly I don't know how Anybody in the world Can say that Volkanovski Lost the first fight You have people he in, all five rounds. It, You have people In YouTube comments And on Twitter Saying Max has won both fights So that's when you know That there's delusional already The blessed fans they're, They need to be blessed In the head And then second fight Obviously much closer Max Holloway um, Dropping Volk twice Even though he has not Been credited with a knockdown In that fight Which is kind of weird I don't know how Knockdowns work in the UFC But I mean It was a really close fight uh, Volkanovski edging out The last three rounds um i'm just gonna say i think this fight is gonna surprise a lot of people how not close it is I, I really you know looking at max's two fights and alexander's two fights i mean max against calvin cater looked great obviously but that year i mean he still took 130 significant strikes to the dome and his face was not fucked up but it still you know showed damage and the year fight it was a close fight i mean it was a 48 47 obviously i did not win the fight But, I mean, he got hit with some nice kicks, elbows on the ground. And he resorted to his wrestling. When has Max Holloway resorted to his wrestling? You know? You're not resorting to wrestling with Alexander Volkanovsky. There's no world as Holloway taking out Alexander Volkanovsky. And Alexander Volkanovsky, his last fight against Creed Zombie, he's the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world in my eyes. And that fight was, his dominance was amazing. He's a dominant champion. He's awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, Also, with, you know, the last fight being so close, you know, it's, seems like majority of people think Holloway won just purely off the damage. You know, if you break it down round by round, it you know, that's where it gets really close. See, I think where people get mixed up is when you go by the UFC rules... It is round by round. Yeah, which is round by round. Damage. You run. know, it, it was still close. Yeah. I think everybody agrees that first and second was clearly yes, Holloway. Yeah. And then 4-5 was, pr- you know, leaning towards Volkanowski for sure. The third round's the one that's really in debate for that fight. I don't want to stay on it too long because, you know, it's in the past. But... The thing is, I think people just weigh the first and second. Yeah, exactly. More than the third, like fourth and fifth That's for exactly Volkanovski, exactly and he overall, when you know, if it was, now, this is a bigger problem than just uh, who won what. Because yeah. I think it's just this scoring system, just not the most effective. Because when you look at that fight in general, you're like. Holloway definitely won Yeah Because he had the knockdowns He had more damage He looked way better After the fight and everything But based on the rules We have now I think Volkanovski Barely edged them out Just because You know Round by round
0: It's like a singular fight
1: Yeah It's a singular fight It's like five fights It's not all together Yeah So I mean That's a different thing For a different day But um, I don't think It's going to matter Depending on this fight Because I I think If Holloway wins It's going to shift The way people see That last fight They'll be like You know what he was picking him apart. He was doing damage to volkanovsky Volkanovsky has looked finale against anyone except him. Holloway won a second yeah. one. Well, volkanovsky wins this one, especially decisively. It's three O. It yeah, it's gonna be three <laughs> O. Like you're not gonna hear, hear people come back, Well, he won the sec he lost the second one, but then he did win the third one. Like there's that's just not gonna happen. People's gonna be like, That's it, you know, it's over. Volkanovsky, regardless of what you think the first two fights went, in his record he's got he's three 0 against Max
0: Holloway. And there's just nothing you can argue against that. And I just want to say, man, about Alexander Uh The dude is an absolute monster. I believe he's on, what is it, like a 25-win streak? Yeah, 25-win streak. 10-0 and 0 in the UFC. 3-0 in Todd defenses. I mean, yeah, Todd defenses. Three, yeah, Holloway, um, Ortega, and then uh, Korean Zombie. I mean, absolutely starching Korean Zombie. Destroying Brian Ortega. I mean, he obviously with that that are guillotine that trying work close but i mean he's just beating the fuck out of these dudes and they're and they're the top of the division with them and he's getting better that's that's the point i'm trying to make is you know max holloway i don't feel like he's making the same strides as Alexander volkanovsky is Alexander volkanovsky looks so fast against kareem zami he didn't even look human
1: yeah the only thing max holloway did look really good against cater yeah and based on what we've seen from cater cater you know like no one's done that to cater like that like just absolutely starched them. but I think that when you look at the next fight against Yair now that could be a case where Yair is just really that good as yeah, a striker yeah. mm-hmm. so we don't know against, you know that's the good thing that we're going to see next, wait, next week or the following week against Ortega yes. and that's when we'll know really how good his striking is Um. that being said though when you compare Max's last two fights versus Alexander's last two fights you know I don't think you can really say that Max Fought as effectively Or as dangerously As Alex did You know I mean, Alex was dominant I just think he's at a new level And you've seen him get better from each fight From My Holloway to Ortega He got even better From Ortega to K- I mean Zombie even better Yeah While Holloway you know From Alexand- Alexander Volkanovski To um uh, Cater looked excellent But from Cater to Uh yeah, Gary, yeah You know a little bit You know of a weakness there So um yeah, I mean, based on that, it's tough to say that, you know, Holloway's going to get a win here just because, I don't know, his path to su- you know success is going to be tough. He's got to a <laughs> strike with Volkanovski. Volkanovski has shown he can, you know, mix it up with the takedowns. I don't even think he has to take him down. He could do it just for, you know, points, you know, for credit. Yeah. We know Holloway's not going to be able to do that. Not only because he he can't do that against Volkanovski because he's a phenomenal wrestler, but because of just, like, the height difference. I mean, to get take him yeah. down it's going to be so hard you've got to get so low so quickly and just catch him off guard so that's not happening uh, Holly's going to have to try to pick him apart like he did in the other fights and try to knock him down you know build up the damage be smart about it and just steal rounds because against Volkanovski it's going to be very tough to just win as a whole or even knock him out
0: yeah like especially like you said it definitely hard to knock him out um, and you know like you said he looked great against Calvin Cater, and I just love Volkanovski's you know, thing against that you know they said he's not doing that to me He's, he's not looking that way against me, you know, and that's the truth. I just think, you know, looking, if you people haven't seen that Korean Zombie fight against Volk please do. Obviously, Korean Zombie is not the prime Korean Zombie, but, I mean, he's still a dangerous fighter. And Volk's speed, that's what was the difference, is he looked really fast compared to, you know, his fights with Holloway. So, I mean, I, I, I really do think this is a fight where, not maybe we're, not where Max is like, dropped, but it's stunned a little. You know, where like not do the chicken leg, but you know, you know, back up a little. Definitely a shot hurts somewhere there because Volk, he does look very good. Fast wise, power wise. I think, I don't think it's going to be close. I really don't. I think it's going to be like a four to one decision, maybe, Or he hurts him and drops him, finches him, but I don't see that happening. I'm thinking like a 49 46, a dominant decision win to end this trilogy and solidify for Volk and 3 0 against another great Featherweight.
1: In one thing, um, I also think Volkanovski is going to win a dominant decision. I just think he just looks so good as of late. Uh, we've seen him arguably, and we could talk about this later on a thirty episode of you know the hierarchy. Of what you think the all-time great of the featherweight division are? Because now you got the three guys, you know Aldo, Volkanovski, because of what he's been doing recently, and Holloway just because of his track record. If you, you mention all- Conor McGregor, I will destroy you. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Don't mess with him. He'll destroy you. But um. What'd you call it? you know Holloway one thing that worries me about Holloway is um I don't know if you saw his quote from earlier I think it was this week or last week he said we've already faced each other 10 rounds mm, this yeah. is not going past 3 so that is not what you, that is rushing. not what you want to hear against Francis because that's like going into it with a mindset of, I'm going to kill this guy and I'm not saying, not saying he's acting really overly anxious but you know it's going to be very tough to get Volkanovski
0: out of there, it's man. It's just not. I don't think it's going to... If he's not tapping to that Brian or Tay like,
1: that, that kind of tells me, like, it's either I'm going to starch him or he's going to starch me. I and mean, that's not how you want to fight. You want to fight smart. And, especially you with know, la- Volkanovski. Especially with the way he fought the last fight. It was close. He was having success. So you don't want to just change it up completely. I'd say do the same thing, but just apply the pressure a little more in that third, fourth, fifth round. Yeah. To try to take those rounds as well. Um, but if you're going to try to go in and just, you know, stand and bang, it's going to be very very dangerous and you know who knows he might catch volk but based on the volk we've seen against korean zombie that's not a good idea
0: and so, i'm just yeah and do you have a prediction for it like uh oh
1: yeah uh, as you said i think i'm just gonna with volkanovski via four one, maybe 3-2 if volk fights smart enough but i don't know i'm i just have a feeling volkanovski is gonna
0: just be leveled ahead uh, from the max we've seen yeah uh like you said i have a 4-1 i think it's gonna be Not disappointing. I think it's going to be disappointing Max Holloway fans. Because these guys are the biggest dick riders in the world. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. I mean, you're laughing. But it's the truth, bro. They bad, bro. These Max Holloway fans are bad. I'm surprised they haven't been blowing up that video, man. Because they bad. They say like Volk lost twice. And, you know, Holloway's just the blessed express. He's, you know, the best. But if Volk wins this one, I think he's the greatest featherweight of all time. I really do. That's four tile defenses and three of these wins are against the other great featherweight of all time aldo is great as well he even if he he may win a bantamweight championship who knows but uh it, for me it'll be volk and number one i think he's if he wins this one i don't get the fuck kamar who's been off the top pound for pound bro it should be volk this guy fights the different weight classes i was a huge volk fan i didn't like him before but he's a great fighter um so we both got volk by decision Moving on, obviously, is the main event of the evening. We got Israel Atasanya versus Jared, the Gorilla Cannoneer. The Killer Gorilla. The Killer Gorilla. That is correct. I love his name. Um, it's going to be one-sided fight. Uh, I don't see how um, Jared Cannoneer wins. I really don't. And uh, that's where you're wrong. That, okay, that's where I'm I wrong. I see.
1: I don't know. I've been telling you for a while. I don't know why, but Maybe. stylistically, I look at him like, this guy's going to get picked apart. Mm. He's a weaker I he's a less technical not as good Paulo Costa I was seeing, but though. I just have this feeling that Jared Cannier is about to put on a phenomenal fight like a mm. gas type fight we've seen you know the best of the best try to be technical with Adesanya it just has not worked we've tried the taking him down trying to control him not work uh, That's where Whitaker Strickland
0: comes into place <laughs> yeah okay good one
1: no but Whitaker you know he's probably the next most technical guy in the division, Well, not Colin Pereira because, you know, yeah, he's been there so short. But from the guys in the division, you know, probably Whitaker would be the next most technical. And if he can't, couldn't beat Adesanya, I mean, is not going to win by, you know, technicality. He's going to just have to make it a brawl. And that's where I feel like, you know, I don't know, I just have a feeling that he's going to put a gasoline-like performance where he's going to push Adesanya, he's going to land some good shots and just make it dirty because that's what you got to do. Just make it dirty and... You know, I don't think you're going to catch the Sonia more than he's going to catch you. But maybe, hey, you, you get a few good shots. Maybe you, you
0: surprise him with something. Yeah, pound for pound, I think Jared Canyon obviously hits harder than Izzy. I mean, this guy's fought a heavyweight. Yeah, for sure. And uh, like you said, um, I don't think the the key is to fight, you know, tactically. Smart, yeah. yeah. This is a fight where you've to just throw the IQ out the window. Exactly. And I, I did see a post. Uh, I really, I'm rooting for Jared. I don't like Izzy. Uh, but Jared, how they said that Jared versus Izzy is what we thought Paulo Cost was going to be. And, I mean, it could be the truth. I mean, maybe Jared gets inside, you know, pressures him and hits him with a bomb that stuns Izzy. Because, you know, Jared hits like a truck, obviously. But I hate it when, when these guys get Izzy against a, against a cage. They just stand there, you know. They, they, they take pictures, as Weasel says. They take pictures and they don't use their offense. They're, they're, they're expecting something from him. Yeah. You know, they're too worried about what he's throwing. They can't he can't do that in this fight. You know, Jared can't be worried about what Izzy's throwing. Forget about that. Throw what you're gonna throw, land on Izzy, and who knows, he get, Izzy, we've seen Izzy stun before, it's like you said in the Calvin Gaslam fight. Who knows Jared do could you imagine if Jared dropped Izzy and, and won the championship and then that fights out the window? <laughs> yeah, that would right. suck. That would suck, but I'm gonna go with you know, just because Izzy has been a dominant champion. I think the best the person to beat him at middleweight is Rob Whitaker. I thought he won the first, the second fight, at least a draw. But, I mean, I'm rooting for Jared. I like him a lot. He seems like a really cool guy, you know, with his crystals and stuff. And who knows? I have a feeling this is like one of the... Maybe you're right. Maybe this is one of these fights where it's much closer than we thought it was going to be. And that would be great for the middleweight division.
1: It, this feels like one of those fights, like the Shevchenko-Talos Santos, mm. where we're like he just looks so dominant. You know, we know this person's got talent. They they have the track record, but it's just like, it's not so much that we're dismissing the opponent. We're just going based off what we've seen from the champion. You know, we're like we're so dominant. We've seen everybody. You know, the best of the best try in different ways and you just haven't done it. I don't think anyone can do it. But then there's there's always that one person that surprises you. They just push a little harder. uh you just hit a little harder and I feel like this is gonna okay. be Jared Cannonier, you know? Okay. I feel like the killer gorilla is coming in hot to take over. And um I just wanna I, I don't think is gonna win. That being said, uh. I think <laughs> I know we hype him up so much. That being said though, I think Adesanya has a phenomenal chin. Uh he's fought the most powerful of guys and he just knows how to edge it out. So you he's know, gonna when fi- he gets close, I think he, he just knows what Jared. to do and be smart enough. I don't think he's gonna finish Jared. Okay. Um, I think Jerry's got a great chin. He's felt you know he was power dropped by from Brunson. the strongest of the guys. And I know I know he got Darrell Brunson, but Brunson's a powerful guy. You know, he's watching out for that takedown. There's no takedowns mm. you know, scary at all from Medisano. All you're watching out is for his shots. You know, with Derek Brunson, you have to be careful that like, he's gonna take you down every five seconds he moves forward. But um like
0: a zombie. Yeah, exactly. A zombie that got killed <laughs> pretty badly here. the color gorilla I just want to say what a freaking nature Jared can this guy is. This guy's 590, 78 inch reach. What the fuck is that? That's like... And he was a heavyweight. His... Have you ever seen his arms? His arms look like... They're so long. It's weird. They're like hanging by his feet. Yeah, he's got almost the same reach as Izzy. That's fucking... Even though
1: he's weird. seven inches shorter.
0: That's... Amazing for Jared Cannonier. Maybe he'll use it to his advantage. I mean he, he does hit like a truck and I and I hope he does. I saw. I don't know, I just find it so weird how that like, he loot I don't know that just shows how scarce middleweight is right now because you know he 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 got beat by Rob Whitaker pretty convincingly. Rob Whitaker loses to Izzy and now he's and he beats Derek Brunson's fighting Izzy now. That just shows why we need that Alex Barrera in this division, you know, to spice it up a little. But uh you know, we both got Izzy winning by decision. I think maybe Izzy sons Jared a few times, I don't know if he finishes him. I would not be surprised if he didn't. Um, Jared hasn't finished before in his UFC career but um, I mean I'm just looking forward to this fight card I mean UFC 276 these are just amazing fights I mean you got like 6 or 7 on here that you, you got to pay attention to do not do not take your eyes off the screen I think this might set a I mean I'm going to say this right now might set a record for finishes but then they're all decisions that's exactly what's going to happen but I mean you got up and comers in Asperger and Sean Strickland both of them if they win or get a title shot set up before they guarantee them both um, you know, you know, got the trilogy ending, Jared, Israel Adesanya, you hopefully, you know, a good fight against Jared Kenyon. you got the upper coming in Sean O'Malley. you got the veterans in Robbie Lawler and the Donna Cerrone's. I and mean, this this card has everything you want in a fight card.
1: Exactly. So, what are you looking forward to this? Hopefully, I know we picked a lot of decisions. Hopefully, it's not that because... I yeah, think they're exactly. going to be good
0: decisions, though. Like, like yeah, 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 like not like boring shit. No, no,
1: because you don't really have too many wrestlers. That's yeah. why it always, you know, makes it a little bit slower when you see a guy like really dominating the other one. The good thing about this fight card, if you look top to bottom, it's pretty much all pure strikers. So um, hopefully there'll be not too many decisions that won't we'll drag out tonight. But I'm really looking forward to it. It's one of these few cards that you're actually excited for prelims and even early prelims in this case. Uh, the other cool thing. Uh, the prelims are actually gonna be streaming on ABC TV. Oh, yes, So that. you know that'll be kind of fun, not having to you know p- hook it up and look at the TV and stuff. But um, yeah, so looking forward Wait, what to what that. Do you to hook it up to the TV. We're buying. Well, the, the ESPN pay-per-view. Plus. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah,
0: we we do buy the pay per views, guys. We do buy. To the If you know, something that lags, yeah,
1: So ABC it won't lag at all. Yeah, that, you know, that they is might true. lag in the you know main card, but the that's a plus. Yeah. So um, that being said, I'm really looking forward to this weekend.
0: A lot of great fights. And we'll be back next week with our recap of our picks. Wait, hold on one second. Don't end it. Uh, make sure to like us on TikTok, Instagram, and all those. Obviously, uh, we post tons of videos on TikTok. You know, some have blown up. I mean, 50K views on a video. That's 50K. I mean, hopefully our talking videos get that too, you know, we post there. But like us both on TikTok and Instagram. You know, just no contest pod. I'll uh, we'll obviously link them. Uh, But, you know, just keep blowing us up, and we can't wait for the future.